You're listening to the CPR of Life podcast, a show about creating community through connection, awakening potential, and uncovering the resilience of the human spirit through an understanding of state of mind. It's about living a life well-lived and uncovering what often gets in the way. Hello, and welcome to episode number 27. It's so good to be back. I took a break from the podcast to take care of some unexpected family medical issues, as well as to dedicate my time to Mental Health Awareness Week. I have to say, though, I really miss the conversations I have with my guests. So I'm looking forward to today's episode. Mental Health Awareness Week was last week. I enjoyed seeing the posts and the conversations that were brought to social media and on Facebook. I've also had some really good conversations with business owners and leaders. It's really important to keep the conversation going, but more so to take the conversation a step further into action. And my guest today is doing just that. Sleep-deprived Claire Russell is a mom of two preteens. She's the owner of The Grumpiest Dog and The Most Demanding Cat. On the business side, she's one of the founding members of Mental Health in the Workplace. She works in the insurance industry and in her spare time volunteers for Samaritans. I looked them up and they're a unique charity dedicated to reducing feelings of isolation and disconnection. I love that. I'm really inspired by Claire and look forward to this conversation. So welcome, Claire. It's a real pleasure to have you to chat with today and even just to get to know you. This is the first time we've actually spoken. Um, I've been a fan of your uh, watching you on Facebook. So it's really a pleasure to meet you and have a chat with you today. Yeah, you too. It's funny, isn't it? Um, I, like, I felt like we were, even though we'd never had a conversation before, I felt like we already knew each other a little bit. So yeah. it's, um, <laughs> it's strange how you can do that at a distance without, um, you know, even actually getting into a proper conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I find that as well. It's one of these things where you know, like I, I know about you from, you know, your posts and, and things like that. Like I said, I've been following you. So then when we actually chat, it's like, well, yeah, I know you've done a TED Talk. I know this. <laughs> so it's very, <laughs> very interesting. Claire, do you want to tell the, the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, where to start, really? Who's so um, my name's Claire Russell. <laughs> Who is Claire? <laughs> That's a good question. I wonder myself some days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I, so my name's Claire Russell. I am the founder of a business called Mental Health in Business. Um, and I set that business up last year with um, my now partner and my beautiful sister. Um, and it's the first time that she and I, we have worked together before um, many years ago, but the first time that we've run a business together, which is an awesome experience. Um, I'm also um, a director of an insurance business and that's I've been involved in the insurance industry um, for a long long time 23 years I realized this week so quite a long time um, and I'm also a very busy mum of teenagers well a teenager and a preteen, very very busy indeed mainly providing taxi service and <laughs> um, cash machine service and things like that and I also volunteer with an organization called the Samaritans um, and that's something that I've done for a few years and I I love it's um, a big part of my life uh, so I volunteer as a listening volunteer and um, so I speak to people on the phone 
Uh, we take calls from um, people that are struggling with, um, usually with mental health issues, but not always, people that are looking for emotional support. And we speak to them on the phone and we receive visitors at our branches and we also do some outreach work. We go out and see people. So um, that's a big part of my life too. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> my follow-up question is, so what do you do in your free time? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was, what was that word? Uh, um, yeah, I do, I do. I get a little bit of free time, actually. I don't know how I managed to get any free time, but I do get a little bit of free time. And I, um, um, I'm very keen on uh, staying healthy and staying fit. So although, if I'm really honest, that has lapsed a little bit in the last several months um just due to uh not enough time generally but um but but I am um really keen on getting out and doing stuff in the outdoors and walking and um and getting to the gym and doing some lifting some weights and that sort of stuff so I do that I do that kind of stuff as well as much as I can fit into my time is it your post who i think you post pictures of some of your food are you vegetarian vegan yeah Yeah. vegan. okay yeah yeah so i've been vegan for just over a year um and uh i that the decision to become vegan was um was was for health reasons so it's something that i've been toying with for a few years and um about this time last year I had been through a really, really difficult time in my life. And during that time, I, if I'm really honest, didn't look after myself very well and drank a lot. And um, I kind of came through that period and thought, right, I've got to sort myself out now. You know, I've got to uh, really have a focus on looking after my um, physical self um, and, you know, looking at looking after myself emotionally as well and and so one of the things that I decided to do I gave up alcohol and I didn't drink alcohol for about the next eight months um and I also decided to become vegan Um, so yeah I don't so I don't eat any animal products I have a completely plant-based diet which uh is amazing and I feel marvelous for it so good decision your food posts look amazing every time I see them I'm like oh (laughs) 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 so Claire okay so you work mental health is a big we had mental health awareness I think worldwide last week I think it was the same in the UK as well as in Canada um yeah and you were running a a campaign time for action do you want to tell me a little bit about that yeah I'd love to so yeah we um you know mental health awareness week is a great opportunity to um, you know, just get some really positive stuff out there, really. And so, um, myself and my the two the other two partners in the business, we we talked a lot in the run up to Mental Health Awareness Week about what we were going to do and how we were going to, you know, use that week and you know get get something really positive out of it. And and what we landed at, where we landed on it, was that um, one of the things that and I've noticed a lot in the last few months and and get frustrated about in a way is that you know there's there's a lot of talk about mental health 
a lot. And that's really positive. It's really good. Everywhere you look now, you see people talking about mental health, people talking about the need to get rid of stigma and for people to be able to talk openly about their feelings and their problems and to ask for help. And that's really good. But the thing that frustrates me is we're not seeing that translate into action. So, you know, I'm in, in our business, we're talking to business leaders day in, day out, and everybody is pretty much singing from the same hymn sheet. Everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody's saying yes. Yes, 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 we definitely need to do more things. Yes, we definitely need things to change. But nobody's actually taking action. So so we thought, right, well, so that's what that's the thing that needs to change then. We need to we need to move from talking to action and see like quite a huge thing, you know, a huge leap that has to be taken. And so we thought, well, what about if we can help people to see that there are little things that everybody can do, really simple things that everybody can do day in, day out in their workplaces and in their lives at home uh, that can just really help to create more healthy, a more healthy community, mentally healthy community and more mentally healthy workplaces. So that was, that was our campaign. So um, it was called time for action hashtag time for action and every day of mental health week we released a new um shared a new post and we had a sort of some nice graphics and images to go with every day and every day it was a different simple thing to do um and there was a framework behind that so behind the scenes we had developed our own framework which um we're now talking about this week um, and that's the what we believe are the six pillars of mental well-being. Mm. So the six fundamental areas of your life that you need to have a focus on in order to have a good foundation for good mental health. So we had um, a different topic each day for six days and they each tied in with those six pillars of mental health. Um, and we shared them. We shared those little actions so they were quite simple so if I if I use one as take one as an example um so uh it was around about the middle of the week um the our our sort of action was be brave um and that was the the pillar the pillar of mental health that 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 was taken from was communication um and um and, and what we said was um you know, it, it it takes courage to talk about what's going on for, for you and to, um, you know, share your problems. But, um, but, but generally when, you know, when you do share your problems, actually, they seem easier to bear. So, um, so the, the sort of the little slogan was be brave. And then we encourage people to um, open up to somebody, to talk to somebody about something that was going on for them or to reach out to somebody that they felt maybe was struggling with somebody and just with something and, and ask them if they were okay. Um, and what we found was, so, you know, that's just one example of the kind of thing that we were doing each day. And, and what we found was that people were engaging with that on all the platforms. So we were doing that on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And people were engaging with us every day and sharing our posts and 
coming back to us and telling us what they've been doing. Um, And, you know, the little things that they've done each day um, and, and actually what positive impact that had had in their day. And it was great. It got some real momentum and we got into loads of really good conversations. And, and actually at the end of the week, loads of people came back and said, this has been really impactful. This has really made a difference. And it was easy. It was really easy. And, you know, these are things I can do every day. And we were sort of, ha ha, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes you can. Yeah. And that's the one I was so, going to yeah, ask you about. But- because you had eat for wellness, connect, move, be brave, be mindful, and be compassionate. Now yeah. that you say that be brave is about communication, one of the things I've been doing with businesses is um, is offering listening posts. You know, because one of the areas where often conversation tends to, to flow to is about listening and the importance of listening without kind of offering a solution or, or with judgment or criticism, but actually really just listening to somebody. And yeah. I was blown away by the number of people that feel that it, they don't have somebody to talk to or, or you know, really just to, to, to listen to them. Oh, gosh, I can. Yeah, I mean, that really resonates for me. Um, as I've mentioned, I volunteer with Samaritans and the Samaritans, um, receives millions of telephone calls every year. We've got 200 branches across the UK and many thousands of volunteers across those branches. We're open 24 hours a day and we take millions of calls from people that otherwise feel that they don't have someone to listen to them. Um, and that is, you know, fundamentally what we're there to do and it's really interesting. So when I when I did the training, when I did the Samaritans training, I thought I was already a good listener. Um, and what I realised was that, um, you know, naturally we we're kind of built to find solutions. We're built to fix problems, aren't we? And so you know, I was an okay listener, but I was waiting for them to finish talking so I could tell them what the solution was, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that's knew what the solution huge. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's not, li- that's not listening. Um, and, you know, so I, I, learned, um, I learned how to listen in a, in a very different way. And, um, and it's really powerful, really powerful when somebody... Um, knows that they are heard um you know it's really powerful stuff especially when people are talking about their deepest darkest fears um and you know maybe articulating things that they have never been able to articulate before sometimes they're not even looking for a response to that it's just being able to say out loud what's in their mind can be enough just saying it. Yeah. I first learned deep listening. I went to a workshop with Jack Pransky a couple of years ago and it was amazing. And I remember saying to him, I was working with somebody who had been really severely traumatized. And I want, like when she was talking to me, I was always looking for places in the conversation that I could point her back to her own resilience and, and, you know, courage. And what he said to me was, that's your ego. You know, and I was like, well, wait a second. (laughs) That's, that's not the case, but it actually is. And he said, you know, 
it was really, really powerful to, and I, it's changed everything for me now. If you go into a conversation as a completely empty vessel, you know, and it's funny because, um, I've read a lot about like, you know, active listening and all this kind of stuff. So they're listening to respond and it's like, no, just because then you're not really listening, you know? Um, so deep listening for me has changed everything. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly powerful. I had a face-to-face visitor at the Samaritans recently. Obviously, every, um, I, I won't talk about any of the details. Any, any, anybody that comes to the Samaritans in any way, everything's absolutely confidential. So, you know, I, I, I won't discuss any of the details whatsoever, but just, just the kind of the context. Um, this person came into the branch and was a, about as distressed as I've ever seen anybody. Um, and, you know, it was a really, really tough, really tough um, situation. And, um, and we, we sat together and he talked um, and I listened for a long time. And towards the end, um, he, when he left, as he was leaving, he, um, like, he was like a different person when he left than when he arrived. When he arrived, he was, you know, about as low as it's possible to be. And when he left, um, you know, he was seeing things very differently and felt very different and was presenting very differently. Um, and he was so thankful to me. And I hadn't done anything. Yeah, I hadn't done anything. I hadn't said anything. I had just listened and held the space. Um, and that was it, you know. And I, I laughed to myself, you know, as he, as, he, as he left because he was like, oh, my God, you know, you were amazing. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Literally. Yes, I am. I yes, I am amazing. <laughs> but you are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I did nothing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's interesting though when you say you did nothing but you did you, you you kind of created a space you know like it's just like you have this it's like I, I was explaining this to somebody the other day it's like we almost like we're like the frame you know and then they can kind of paint the picture yeah. um and what I find for people is if we kind of just have that space um that it really allows them to go into their own wisdom you know to tap into themselves so the more they talk and 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 yeah, it's powerful. I've I've it's it's tremendously powerful. I haven't come across anything that's that's changed as much as you know my my practice as much as that. It's, it's incredible. So, time for action is is it continuing? Because you said you were doing something this week as well. Yeah. So that, so that particular campaign was specific to. Um, to Mental Health Awareness Week, but that theme will continue forward into lots of things that we are now doing. It's really interesting because I, um, during during Mental Health Awareness Week, I was at a conference, a huge, huge conference, an uh, insurance industry conference, and um, it was nothing to do with mental health. It was the insurance industry, but there was a huge focus on um on mental health and and i went to um a uh panel discussion 
uh, during the course of the conference and it was all about mental health. Brilliant, brilliant um, panel of really well-known people and it was chaired by a lady called um, Professor Tanya Byron. And if you haven't come across her, you mm. must check out her stuff. Um, I might now be a little bit in love with her. Um, <laughs> And uh, but she's a she's a, a professor of mental health oh. and is doing amazing work. Um, you should definitely anybody that's listening should definitely check her out. She's amazing. So she chaired the discussion and um, it was brilliant. There was several celebrities on the panel who all had experiences of mental health and they all shared their different stories and experiences and um, the things that they've been through. And you know it was really good, really interesting. And then at the end of this discussion. She she was she said, look, she's my kind of lady. She's very like frank, and you know she swears a little bit, and um, you know just very sort of straight down the line. And she said, she said, you know, this is this is all very good, you know, very good. It's brilliant. It's very good that we've all you know sat up here and shared yeah. our experiences, and you know, blah 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 blah. But you know, for what purpose? Right. You know, what's the yeah. po- what's the point? What's the point of all this? Um, you know, she 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 was like, there's been so much talk here and everywhere else but where where's the action you know uh-huh. um and and she then said it's time for action now you know i sort of <laughs> well, i did not i i did not prime you with that but thank you, you. Still up and um, i know i know and she said it's time for action and she pointed her out she sort of looked out to this audience there was thousands of people in the auditorium watching this discussion and it was all business leaders from from the financial services industry. Um, and she said, all of you in this room, it's time for you now to put your money where your mouth is. You lot, the business leaders, you know, you've, you've got the power and, and the influence to, to, to be a part of change. But stop talking about it. Yeah. You know, get on with it. Get on with it. Take action. Go back to your businesses and take action and do you know do something that's meaningful so it was it was brilliant and you know that that will be the theme of a lot of things that that we go on and do um and and some upcoming campaigns the next thing that we're doing is our pillars of of mental well-being so um i have just shared yesterday um a um, beautiful infographic that we've created, which um, which is all about what we believe are the six pillars of um, of mental well being, um, and then we'll be doing well. We're we'll having a focus on each of those um, over the next six weeks. Um, so I'll be doing um, some some video and some lives and some um, some articles um, each week over the next six weeks, focusing on 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 those the pillars of, of wellness. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's what's coming up for us in the next few weeks. Yeah. So it, it seems like such a strange mixture when we first, so insurance and mental health, you know, what got you interested in kind of pursuing mental health? As a So my, so my background is, is, is in insurance. I've been in insurance since I left school and I, uh, I set my first business up when I was 20. I set up an insurance broking business when I was 20. And I ran that business for about 12 years and really successful business. And I, I sold it 
and then um, went into um, I went into the corporate world. So I took I took an employed um, job, a really big job, basically. And um, the next few years were really a really very stressful time, and I worked in a very sort of high stress environment and um, kind of without um, sort of labouring it too much. Storage under so much stress and pressure, I ended up having um, a nervous breakdown or a couple of breakdowns over the space of the year. Um, and so that, going through that experience, because I'd prior to that I'd been somebody that had always said, I'm not the kind of person that would experience mental health issues. Um, going through that made me see see mental health, I guess, in a different way. Um, and I, I'd always aspired to doing some volunteer work. It was something that had always been in the back of my mind to do, uh, but I just hadn't had time to build it into my life. Um, and so going through that experience, I made a few decisions. Um, one, that I was going to walk away from my career, um, which I did, um, albeit not permanently. I thought I was going to leave permanently, but I, I took six months or a year out and then um, kind of came back into the industry after I'd had a bit of a break. But, but the other decision that I made was that I was going to do some volunteer work. So I went and trained with the Samaritans and began volunteering with, with, with the Samaritans. And the training um, is a very, it's amazing training. If anybody's listening to this that um, has ever thought about doing anything like that, uh, the, the Samaritans training is phenomenal. It's really good. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And there's a, a, there's a mental health component to that. Uh, lots of other things, but mental health is a part of it. Um, and then I started volunteering with Samaritans and pretty much everybody that we spoke to, that I've spoken to um, in, in that capacity has had mental health issues. And so I became more and more interested in, you know, why is why are there so many people experiencing mental health issues? Like literally the, um, the Samaritans are taking a phone call every 58 seconds from somebody that is suicidal. You know what? What is going on? What is going on that 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 we've got seemingly an epidemic of mental health issues? So I became more and more interested, um, committed to you know giving giving as much time as I could give to the Samaritans. Did lots more training, um, and and kind of carried on carried on with that. Um, and then, unfortunately, at the beginning of last year, I. Um, I lost my partner to suicide and going through that experience, um, obviously, you know, it was a very difficult, um, a very difficult thing to experience. And in the early days after he died, I, I wasn't in a very good place. Um, you know, I, I, I drank a lot and, um, you know, just wasn't in a very good place mentally. And I just kind of picked myself up one day and, and said to myself, right, you know, you've got to sort yourself out now because this is only going in one direction. And 
so I made a very conscious decision, a very conscious choice that, um, you know, this experience that I'd had could either break me or I could take that experience and use that experience in a positive way and find a way to use what I had learned um, to to do something that was good. So I wasn't quite sure what that was going to be. I just knew that I wanted to do something positive. And so I, I spent a bit of time sort of thinking about what that was. So I thought, well, I, you know, am I going to do more volunteering? Um, there are some other organisations other than Samaritans that have a focus specifically on um, on, on suicide. Um, there's an organisation called Assist who provide um, training for suicide prevention. So I looked at them and, you know, I thought about various different things. Um, but the thing that I kept coming back to was how do I have the biggest impact possible? How do I help? as many people as I possibly can. And the thing that became really obvious to me was that I, you know, I'd had a really big corporate career. Um, I was really well connected <clears throat> in the corporate world. <clears throat> and I thought, well, how do I capitalize on that? You know, how do I capitalize on those connections that I have? So, so I made the decision that I would set up a business um, that would help businesses and organizations to create mentally healthy workplaces so so that's that's what we that's what I did um so there's there's myself and two other partners in the business and we um we work with businesses and other organizations to um, create a positive culture of mental health to create a mentally healthy workplace. And we do that through uh, providing workplace mental health first aid training. And broader mental health awareness training, as well as coaching, one-to-one um, -one and small group coaching. Um, so that's what we do. When you talk about mental health, because this is always interesting for me, <clears throat> it's a great conversation. What does mental health mean for you? Um, that's a really good question. You see, I think that I think that for a lot of people, um, when 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 you hear the words mental health, there's an immediate negative connotation so it's oh well that's people that are ill that's people that are you know struggling that's people that are um you know not coping and actually you know mental health is something that we all have it's just the same as physical health um you know it's something that we all have and we are all it's a continuum you know we're all somewhere on a continuum at any point in our lives and you know there'll be things that happen in our lives that might mean that we're you know further or 
towards one end of that continuum or other. Um, but, you know, for me, I think everybody has a right to enjoy good mental health. And that means being, you know, if, if you've got good mental health, then you will be able to cope with the normal ups and downs of life. You know, because the reality is, you know, whatever your, um, you know, whatever your sort of spiritual views or, you know, whatever your understanding of, you know, the meaning of life, the reality is that right now we're all walking around in a human body. That's the reality. I am anyway. And, you know, part of being a human being is that stuff happens to us that's outside of our control. Um, you know, whether that's physical illness or mental illness or, um, you know, lose a job or your relationship breaks down or, you know, whatever. You know, those are things that happen to all of us in, in our lives. Some of us are, shh, that's my cat in the background, um, <laughs> who, now will have to, who now will have to come and say hello. Um, you know, those are just facts of life. Those things happen to all of us. And having good mental health means that you are resilient enough to cope when those things happen. Um, and so, you know, for me, the work that we're doing, it's not about trying to fix the problem it's not about you know trying to diagnose mental health issues and fix them it's about helping people to become more resilient you know it's about creating when we talk about businesses a culture within a business where resilience is on the agenda you know we're right. talking about actually how do we help people to become more resilient how do we um, create a space in which people feel able to talk about their feelings and their problems and what's going on for them so we can support them with it. Um, but then what are all the things that the measures and the things that we can put in place together as an organization on an individual level to build resilience as a, you know, individuals, but also as a community, a resilient community, because we do that then we'll, more of us will enjoy good mental health more of the time. Yeah, it's one of these things where it's conversations I've had quite often with business leaders because to me it just makes sense. You know, like if, if people come to work and it, it's a good environment, like it's a healthy environment, and they know that to me I, I always say life is like a seesaw it's always going to go up and down that's just like you say mm. a seesaw wouldn't function without going up and down but having that environment where that's understood and it's not something where you know people like don't bring your problems to work is you know is yeah. is, is probably not the best approach and it's 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 interesting to me it's interesting how many people have that mindset of don't bring your problems to work and but regardless of whether they actually talk about it or not it's if it's going on in their lives they're still bringing it with them every day into the office um the world health organization their definition of mental health is being able to cope you know being able to cope with with the ups and downs of life and that's very much the premise that i work from as well 
Um, and I think it's so important. I think it's important to have that conversation that it, everybody has mental health, you know, it just, you know, our default setting is there and it's just sometimes we're kind of farther away from it and, and sometimes we're not. So I think it's so important. I think it's, it's important and I'm, I'm really happy to see that focus that you've been doing lately with businesses because I think it makes a huge difference. Like you say, there's a ripple effect. It's, it's, it's one thing that we can have a one-on-one conversation with somebody, but there's such a ripple effect. If people are in good mental health, or and and by that I mean able to deal or you know pretty much with regular life's ups and downs, then they're going to be more productive at work. You know, they're 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 going to have more clarity. They're going to have you know like and this is the thing that and there's a ripple effect that also ripples out into their lives, their personal lives, their family lives. So it's such a win-win when you actually put attention to this. Uh, absolutely. And do you know what? More than that, actually, um, you know, in the UK, there's no getting away from the fact that there is an epidemic of mental health issues. You know, that that's a fact. We have um, more people experiencing mental health issues than ever before. The numbers of people um, being diagnosed with mental health issues um, you know, there's been a massive increase in the last 10 years, something like 600%, I think, increase in um, the number of children being referred to um, CAMS. Um, you know, it's, it, there's a problem. And the resources available to support those people are massively stretched now you know i'm definitely not here to bash um the national health service the uk national health service in fact quite the opposite quite the opposite i'm a massive massive fan of the national health service but the the resources that are available via the national health service are right. not sufficient to care for everybody that is you know has problems and needs needs help and support and that isn't going to change in our lifetime that's just not you know that's that's it's it's a fact now you know as a society we have to look at well so what's the what's the solution to that what's the alternative to that well the alternative to that is that the that we as individuals have to take greater responsibility for our own well-being level that's one but also you know business business leads have to have to take responsibility you know business is at the heart of our society always has been since the beginning of time business is at the heart of our society it's what makes everything work so business leaders have got to step up to that responsibility business leaders have got to accept that they have a responsibility not just in law because they do have a responsibility in law but not just in law but they have a fiduciary and a moral responsibility to take care of the people in their care and that means not just living up to the bare minimum that's required of them legally but stepping up way above that 
and saying, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to put in place as much as I can practically put in place within my business to look after the people that work for me. And by doing that, they'll reap the rewards of doing that because those people will be healthier. They will be more productive. They will be they will retain that talent. They will retain mm-hmm. those yeah. people in their business because they'll they'll appreciate that, you know, that they've been cared for and, and, and supported. And and actually in the long term they'll cost that business less. Yeah. Because they you know, they're not gonna be being absent from work due to mental health issues or even worse, coming into work and performing really badly because right. they're struggling yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that I, I feel I you know, this is something I could talk about for days on end. You know, I feel really passionately that business leaders have got to play a really important part now in in change. You know, with it, there's something has got to change and it's you know, it's, there's a real crisis. And and it's it's got to that's where it's got to come from. Business leaders have got to step up now, and and step up to that responsibility. And you know it'll take a small number of people to to step up and do that, and then we'll start to see real change. I think it's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about it. I totally resonate with everything that you say, but I hadn't thought about it in the way of business leaders having a responsibility. Like I hadn't, that you know, for something, there's a, there's a penny that just dropped when you said that for me. I was like, huh, it, it, you know, because I've always looked at it and had conversations from the business as a whole and people's well-being as a whole, but it, it is, it's so important. Everybody has that responsibility. You know, schools have that responsibility. Businesses have that responsibility. It's, you know, parents, individuals, like you say, it's all over the place, but yeah, I do. It's, it's, uh, it's a really important dialogue to have. Um, one thing that you said, I just wanted to go back to, you said something, you, you, uh, said CAMS. What's CAMS? Um, so it's children and adolescent mental health service. Okay. Um, which is a specific part of the, um, mental health service within the NHS. Okay. Um, and, you know, there are more young people being referred to that service than ever before. Uh, and, they're ju- you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they just aren't the resources to provide, to provide the care that's needed. It just, you know, like it's one of these things where you just wish everybody could hear this, you know, you just wish you could have a conversation with so many people about it. And that's, I think I said to you before we hit record for me right now, my focus is mental health awareness. It's, it's, it's brilliant that it's there. It's brilliant to see people posting and having conversations, but the conversation has to continue. And like you were saying about um, that Tanya Byron is that it's, it's one thing to have a conversation, but you have to take that to another level, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it, that, that will happen. You know, that will happen. I, I've had some conversations in the last few weeks with, um, with some, some business leaders that really are taking their responsibility seriously. I'm involved with an organisation called in the Community, which is uh, the Prince's 
responsible business network. Um, so it's a spin-off of the Prince's Trust. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm working closely with that organisation. Um, and, you know, their, um, their core sort of mission is to create resilient businesses and resilient communities so it's oh. not just looking at mental health it's looking at a very wide range of issues um but it's a it's all about resilience resilience in business and with with the understanding being what i've just said earlier that you know really business is it, it's at the heart of our society right. so you know if, if business leaders come together if there are enough business leaders that have that level of responsibility and that level of um you know desire to serve their community there's enough of those come together then actually we can make a huge difference in our communities and in our society as a whole um and that's something that i'm really passionate about and and really involved with what was the name of that organization you kind of cut out when you said it Business in the and that's the Prince's Responsible Business Network. Huh. That's uh, I'm very inspired to hear all this stuff because it's it, to me it's really really nice to see that people are getting involved in the conversation and willing to take it to another level. So that's super inspiring. I love to see that, um, Claire. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Um, I love all that you're doing. I want to touch on one more thing, if you have a couple of minutes, and that's uh, that you have a TED Talk that I'm looking forward to, as are you, hearing. <laughs> hearing um, that's hopefully coming out in the near future. Is it on this topic of mental health? Um, yeah, it is. I am very impatiently awaiting it <laughs> Um, becoming available Um, it was recorded um, it's a few weeks ago now the time goes by so quickly doesn't it I bet it I bet it's five or six weeks ago something like that Um, um, and the the topic is um, is on resilience so the title of the talk was um, resilience Um, so and and, you know the the theme is that um, I believe that we are all born with resilience. I believe that that's an innate quality that we all have. And I believe that um, resilience is is fundamental to good mental health. Um, And I think that um, there are things that happen in our lives that can chip away sometimes at that resilience. But conversely, I I believe that there are are lots of things that we can do to develop our own resilience and to help to develop it in others um and and so that's the topic of of the talk um it will be live on the ted platform um imminently in the next few weeks hopefully um and that's something that i'll um well i'll let you know when it is absolutely um, and i'll send you a link um yeah i'm looking forward to looking forward to to watching it because (laughs) i um i was in such a sort of amazing zone when I did it that I've got no idea what I said <laughs> so hopefully hopefully some of it makes sense you'll be curious to hear it as well absolutely Claire it's been such a pleasure I'd love to have you back again and just for some updates and see how things are going in the future 
Um, yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. Great. Well, thank you very, very much for taking the time to chat with me today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Claire. This was really an enlightening conversation for me. So much so that I've invited Claire back to continue. I'd like to hear more about the six pillars of mental health that she, she referred to, as well as just to keep the conversation going and see how it transpires into action. I'm really grateful that Claire was willing to share such intimate details about her life, and I'm inspired by her choice to use her experience in such a positive way. I think it serves as a reminder that we all have that option. Thank you for listening. Here are a few thought bomb takeaways. I have to say this really hit home for me. Business leaders and leaders in general have a responsibility to make mental health part of the business culture. There's such a huge ripple effect when leaders embrace this. Many of us think we're immune to mental health issues. The truth is, no one is exempt. If you have a heartbeat, there will be moments that you experience low thinking and feel overwhelmed. The secret is understanding that this is normal. It's like a personal alert system that is telling you to take time to notice how you're experiencing life in that moment. There are many organizations doing amazing things. The organization that Claire referred to and she volunteers with, Samaritans, responds to a call every six seconds. There are two things that stood out to me about this statistic. Firstly, there are a lot of people who feel that they don't have someone they can reach out to. This is our humanity. This should be at the forefront of the news. We're all responsible to help address this issue. The second thing that stuck out to me is that this organization provides such an invaluable service, and it's one that makes a tremendous impact on our society. I'm so grateful they exist. And finally, for what purpose? This is such a great question. It's wonderful to have conversations, but ask yourself, for what purpose? There's always so much talk. It's time to take action. Until next time, be well, be inspired, be you. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll share this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Jessie Lynn, please check out the contact page on her website, jessielynnmcdonald.com. Also, we'd be beyond grateful if you would leave us a review. Join us next time for another edition of the CPR of Life.